0: Welcome to The Interesting Podcast, episode number 194. This episode is with the fantastic, or should I say fabulous, Derek Bosco, who is such a blast to hang out with. In this episode, we talk about his mom putting him and his brothers into a bunch of different activities growing up, starting out breakdancing, working as a DJ, injecting his culture into his work, the process of making the fabulous Filipino brothers, being a saloon owner in Obi-Wan Kenobi, creating your own stuff, and so much more. Be sure to check him out as Kino, who's back for the new season of *Mayor of Kingstown*. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Derek is awesome, and you're gonna love him. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Please enjoy this episode of the Interesting Podcast, number 194, with Derek Bosco. Theme song time. <laughs> I know you're in L.A., but I also know that you're from Pittsburgh. California, though. But it gets confusing because your Pittsburgh, San's H, is still a steel city. How weird is that? Yes. Well, you know, when they, Steel Town came out west,
1: uh, they went there. And it was the little brother to uh, the big brother. So all our high school stuff over there is the same Pittsburgh Pirates, same colors, everything. Oh, really?
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so strange. They just didn't want... They like... It's still us. We just want to know. We're going to differentiate by dropping the age, but that's that's as far as we're going to go. <laughs> Which, you know, honestly, I kind of respect that. If you move into a new town, you got to be like, this is who's here. Yep. I get it. I get it. So what... Paint this picture for me. What is it like growing up in Pittsburgh? Because it's a smaller town in the Bay Area, so it's near, you know, bigger towns. But does it feel like a smaller town? You know, when you grow up there or wherever you grew up you don't think of anything as small
1: or big it was just good point what it what it was and it was predominantly there's a big Filipino community there a big Italian community and black and Mexican and I grew up my uncle across the street was the mayor my godfather was a firefighter so growing up it was like I could be anything which was kind of nice you know
0: I bet. So you saw a mayor and you're like, I'd rather break dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, we give
1: credit to our mother, box, Bosco. Yeah. Um, she's the matriarch of the family. And growing up, to keep us out of trouble, she gave us everything she never had. So we had martial arts class, we had voice class, we had piano class, we had tap dancing, jazz, we had all, everything that she wanted to take as a child she gave to us.
0: That's neat to come from your mom. Yeah. Because normally you think it's like a kid wants to try out all these things and your mom had the wherewithal to be like, no, no, you're going to try these things. And you guys were cooperative? Yeah, we were very cooperative. It was fun. It was a lot of fun.
1: So I come from a family of five. I'm the oldest. And I have three brothers and a sister. Mm -hmm. So we kind of just did everything together, you know? Yeah. And we have a big family. So we'd have people over, you know, playing music, singing. There was always... You know, like a poker table going on or mahjong table, and someone singing and someone cooking. Cool. So it, it was almost like a party twenty four seven. That's what it's like growing up Bosco. Dude,
0: you know, not a bad way. I think. I'm seeing. I'm seeing some threads being built already. See, I I'm an older brother as well. I don't have a squad. I have a younger brother. But as an older brother, I've realized that a lot of things that we got into, for better or worse, a lot of times were my idea. <laughs> So I got blamed for a lot of them. But also I'm like, let's do this. And he was like, absolutely. So when I think of breakdancing, I got to be honest, I I was thinking it was your idea. But Mama Bosco knew what was up.
1: You know, she didn't know she was training us for that. So when breakdancing came out, we were just like, oh, we could do that. And it was like a martial arts move or it was like a dance move we had learned. So I choreographed the moves and we became one of the top 10 uh breakdancing groups in the bay area which eventually led us to get scholarships at the San Francisco Ballet dude. company dude so we were like we were like the little billy elliot kids being busted in yeah uh, for the lessons
0: did you have the cardboard
1: yeah we had cardboard we had linoleum we had the there's like a wood paneling siding we used to get and you used to put like furniture polish on it to make it even more slippery
0: dude did, is it true that you put salt on the cardboard is that a thing
1: well, we never did that. Maybe they did, but we yeah. never did that. But maybe that's the East Coast
0: thing. Yeah. No, maybe. That's how you can tell the difference between an East and West Coast breakdancer. Same cardboard, but one is a little saltier. <laughs> <laughs> how long did you do that? See, we
1: did that from like 1980 to 85. It's a long time. Um, Yeah, it's quite a bit of time, and we did the best we could there. And then my parents uh, had some bad business deals, and my mom said, I'm going to take the kids to Los Angeles. And she put us all in a van with $100 and drove us down here and got us started as dancers. And everyone said, dancers, you need to be an actor. And that's how we kind of made that
0: transition. Really? Yeah. I love that. It's kind of like that artist spirit, right? Just like follow where your gut goes and be like, now we're doing this and just being open to the new experience. Uh, it's my
1: mom again. I eat a box because I don't think I would have thrown all the kids in the car and <laughs> came down here.
0: All you need is one. All you need is one person to be like, we're going this way. Yes. Do you remember your first professional gig? Oh, I know. Right.
1: Well, when we were dancing, we, we danced everywhere. We danced at all the football games and baseball games. And cool. uh, we opened up. We opened up for Prince in the Bay Area. What? Uh, yeah, he didn't go on until like 2 a.m. and my mom didn't let us stay.
0: <laughs> Fair. You know, I think the latest
1: we stayed was 12. And we're like, come on, we want to see Prince. And then we we're like, she took us home. But in Los Angeles, I think the first thing was probably like a Coca-Cola commercial I did with my brothers.
0: Nice. Uh,
1: and then after that, I'm trying to think, gosh, I should go on my IMDb. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's gotta be cool to have your own squad. Like, cause acting, the journey itself can be so lonely to have like brothers that are also doing it and kind of like, I don't know. That's gotta be kind of neat. Your own like built in community.
1: Well, it's a blessing and it's a curse, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, and when there. we were younger, we used to fight about it because there'd usually be one Asian role, you know? Oh, right. So we were all in competition with each other. And as we've grown older and work together, we know each other's casting and we'll be like, oh, yeah, this isn't me. You don't want me. You want my other brother, you know? You want Darian right. or you want Dante, or you want Dion. Oh, no, no, this one's mine, you know?
0: Sure. And when you know each other's strengths, you can kind of campaign for each other. That makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, hey, you know, being that you're the oldest one, you started the trend of the D names. I'll give it to you.
1: No, no, it, that, that trend goes deep. It's oh, a, really? Uh, yeah, it's a Filipino tradition. Oh. Uh, I'm going to tell you, my grandparents' names are Damaso and Dolores. Great names. My dad's name is Darius, and his brothers and sisters are Danny, Duke, David, Doris, and Dolce. What? Yeah. So my mom kept that tradition for the boys, and we're all Derek, Darius, Dante, and Dion. And my mother's name starts with A, Aida, so then – My sister is Ariana.
0: Dude. Have you ever asked them how long it took to name you guys? Because it's like, man, we've gone through a lot of D names already. Like what's left?
1: (laughs) Uh, They they had it picked out. I don't know. You know, (laughs) like like I came out of a book. I don't know. Some kind of like James Bond book. And then someone else came out of, you know, I think Dante's Inferno. And I don't know. Dionysio was like the god of love and war or something like that.
0: This all checks out. They knew before you were born. This like this next one, regardless, boy or girl, is Derek. You gotta commit. I understand.
1: Well, no, if it was a girl, it had to be an A, because my mom's name is Aida.
0: Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. Is it true that like super early on you did an episode of Wings? Yes. Derek.
1: Did what? How? Wings. It was it was so much fun to do. Um I played this child prodigy uh celloist and um I was really young though I remember just being on stage I was, when I was younger, I had a little bit of uh, imposter syndrome like do they know it's me? yeah I'm here? <laughs> <You know? laughs> relatable but um everyone on the set was great, and um three camera uh sitcoms are my favorite format really you don't see yeah, you don't see too much of them anymore
0: yeah how come why why were they your favorite?
1: It was the best work week you go in on a Let's say it's a Monday through Friday week. You go in on a Monday, you do a
0: table reading, and you're done. Oh. <laughs> Tuesday,
1: you do uh, some wardrobe fittings, uh, run through. You know, it's just a pretty short day. Wednesday, you do a run through again, do it in front of the network, maybe start pre taping. Thursday is like your big pre tape day, and they change lines, whatever. And then Friday, it's like a play. You know, oh. audience shows up, three camera, They they announce you, you come out. You know, you wave, you do your show at the end, you get a big round of applause. After everyone goes home, you know, they might pick up a couple scenes. Uh, But that's like your heaviest day, you know? It, wow. It's so fun. It's, it's the closest it is to a play, you know?
0: Huh. What Coming from like, you know, breakdancing and like live performance and stuff like that, and then going into three camera, what was it like, were you nervous? Because Wings is such an established show at the time.
1: Yeah, you know, one thing I learned is that if the director doesn't say anything to you, you're doing a good job. There you go. You know, and at first I was like, wow, why are they saying anything to me? Because what I was doing was good, you know? Yeah. So once you learn that and settle into your skin, you go, oh, if they're not talking to me, I'm doing my job.
0: Yeah. I remember hearing that as well. It's like the best thing an actor can hear isn't good job, it's moving on. Yeah. It's like, we got it. We did it. You're like, oh, oh, cool. All right, I'm in. That's neat, yeah. I didn't realize that there was such it was so much like a play because you don't think of you think of the mediums as different being you know on mm-hmm. screen versus on stage, but it's shot the same, very interesting
1: they may go they may go over a scene again, yeah, and change a line or two here, but it's pretty much uh you know
0: we might do a scene two or three times
1: sure, you know, and then we'll move on to the next
0: one and do they shoot like an entire episode in the week mm- mm-hmm. wow, that is fast, yeah goodness gracious how'd you end up in sergeant bilko wow i'm trying to think of the audition um i go deep man i know
1: (laughs) uh sergeant bilko i I just remember reading they're all auditions you know and sometimes you're more right for the character and sometimes you're not you know and Mm -hmm. i learned that you know when you do an audition you got to do it the way you would do it yeah and if if what they're looking for, if you, what you present them is, they go, "Oh, I could see that," then they hire you. I, and you know, I, coming from dancing, I try to put as much dancing in as possible, and they let me dance in it, which was awesome.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's a good scene. Yeah, thank you. It might be one of my favorite Steve Martin movies. He's good in there. He really is. It's so funny. Phil Hartman's great. just, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm, I'm like following the trajectory of your career. You got breakdancing opening for Prince. You got a guest star in Wings. You got Sergeant Bilko with Steve Martin. And it's like, where else can you go except for working with Harrison Ford? Dude, you're just climbing the mountain here. Yeah, the mountain goes up and down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. You peaked too early, Derek. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you worked on Six Days, Seven Nights, which is a great movie. Holds up. I still really like it. Thank you. Where was that shot? Uh, in Hawaii, uh, in Kauai. Dude. Yeah. What a gig. Yeah, it
1: was, it, was a, it was a good time. It was a really good time. And um, the apple bit was my idea. I remember doing it in the audition. Really? Yeah. I and love it. And when we went to the set, I was like, you know, on the audition, I ate the apples and I do it in the scene. And they're like, yeah. So they took all the apples from the set. Nobody could eat apples. And <laughs> I must have ate about 60 apples that day. And I was like. <laughs> Well, this is a big lesson. Don't really eat. Just like take a bite, you know, and keep chewing that and wait for the take to end and then
0: spit. Yes. <laughs> I, I have also learned that lesson the hard way, except for me, it was pizza. Bad idea. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've enjoyed pizza since.
1: I, I just had I just had a scene where I had to eat pizza and I was like, you know what? Is it okay if I don't eat it? And they're like, yeah, we don't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the property guys, uh, they made it nice and hot and toasty. Oh, it smells
0: so good. Oh, the tempting. Yeah. That's great, though. Like you just said, you have to bring something like what your idea to the audition is. And you did. And look at that. It worked out. Mm-hmm. What was it like watching Harrison Ford work? Because he's like a legit movie star. Like, they don't make those anymore.
1: You know, we weren't actually on set together because most of his scenes, you know, they were kind of we were trying to rescue him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a super sweet guy.
0: Cool. And
1: I just remember meeting him and saying how I was a big Star Wars fan from back in the day and he was just super nice and he let me take pictures with him. And
0: uh dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's really cool. That's cool. So you go here and then I've actually I rewatched it in, in preparation for this, but the debut's really good. Yeah. Something I've found in your career that I think is really, really cool that I don't see in all careers is how your culture kind of like coincides with a lot of the work that you do.
1: That's been kind of a goal of mine, you know,
0: cool. I, I, I realized is to, um, because you got to understand when me and my
1: brothers were uh, coming up, they mm-hmm. didn't understand what a Filipino was. Sure. I mean, now we have Joe Coy, so there's more understanding, but still sometimes people don't quite understand. So all the roles we were going up for, were uh either chinese japanese korean and sometimes just indescript asian and we'd say can we play filipino and they'd be like no you look like too many people we're gonna let we're gonna let them decide what you are so so my goal was to kind of inject my culture in there so that people from my culture could say hey if they could do it i see myself up there i can do it too
0: yeah.
1: And I've been, I was really fortunate. So for the debut, there was a thing called uh, Backstage. still around. Oh, yeah. And i I, I, um, I applied for a, a college thesis program, and that's how I met the director. And, and we did the short. And from the short, he did the feature. And it was the first time me and my brothers all got to work together, which was really fun.
0: Yeah. How was that? Cause it's, it's a feature. So there is like, it's a bigger scale.
1: Yeah. So it was different than breakdancing. You know, we all had our different roles and we all had our different ways of acting. And, um, mm-hmm. it was just really fun. I don't know, you know, working on a set, you know, you're going to be there long hours. So when you're there with people that you love and you have a good time with, it just makes it all that more enjoyable.
0: Oh, you know? I bet. Yeah. Did you have to do the, the like performance scene? in the audition Did the dancing yes
1: no but growing up that was another thing my mom had us into was folk dancing so when they brought it up in the script and they said who can do this i was like i could do this yeah you know and so we trained we would shoot all day and then after the workday we'd have like a two to three hour rehearsal with the dance crew cool and, and that was that was a lot of fun because it brought me back and you know like i said we were working long hours but You're having so much fun
0: yeah it it didn't matter so obviously i get i get a little in the weeds when it comes to researching a guest and i gotta tell you derek you made for some treacherous some treacherous research here do you know how difficult it is to find and to watch the correct naked brown men wait did you find it i did wow why don't you find it it's it's in pieces throughout the internet my friend now mind you I don't recommend anyone searching for it because with a title like that, you can end up in neighborhoods. You don't want to be Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I, man, oh, whose Brian, idea? I apologize <laughs>
1: apologize for your eyes. And what it's seen. It can't be unseen.
0: <laughs> whose idea was this title? I know you wrote it. So I need to talk to you. <laughs> uh, me and my friend at the time,
1: Adam G., we we were roommates and we said, let's write something to shoot it. We wrote this whole feature and we thought it was a a, a kitschy name at the time, you know. Sure. That it will pique people's interest. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and it, was, it was an interesting independent shoot, you know, and uh, my brother Dion was financing it with his money from City Guys and, uh, we were piecing everything together, and it, it it was more of a learning experience, you know. Sure. Um, and to get your contracts done ahead of time, so people don't pull any crazy stunts.
0: Ooh, you know? smart. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but we learned that on that. That's why it never really got a release,
0: you know. Okay, that's. I mean, that's the best film school, right? Is like doing it and figuring it out. Yes, I agree. And a lot of figuring it out is doing it wrong, and then be like, "Ooh, let's not do that next time." <laughs> even from a logistical standpoint. How did you get an entire concert crowd? That was the big thing, I was like, what? So impressive. So we had a band, me and my brothers. Yeah. Uh, we, we used to rap
1: over a live rock and roll band before it was, you know, a thing. Ah. And we were, we were a little ahead of our time and we played all the clubs in Los Angeles.
0: So it's just footage from different shows that we've done.
1: Oh,
0: that is so smart. Yeah. Look at you. Okay, okay. This is that indie spirit that I love. I love other actors, but I love even more the actors that don't like sit around and wait for the phone to ring. Like, I'm going to go out and make stuff. And that's so clever. You're already in a band. Life imitates art. And then you use that footage to... Derek, well done. Oh, thank you. How'd you end up in San Andreas?
1: Oh, wow. So there was a casting director. Forgive me, I can't remember her name, but she came to our acting class. Oh, cool. And she just watched some scenes, and she just picked a handful of us and brought us down to audition. And um, I remember getting it, and I had I think I had to speak Vietnamese. So in the audition, I could I could do an accent, which mm-hmm. was great, easy. But then when you show up, there's a book. Oh. And then they had a line in Vietnamese with the phonetics. And I was like, oh, hey, guys. I, I, I mean... I'm not really Vietnamese. And we <laughs> and we did a couple of some of the more basic lines, but then other than that, they gave me other characters to play, which was awesome.
0: That was all VO? All VO, yeah. Was it crazy? Because I mean San Andreas is one of, if not the best Grand Theft Auto game. Like when that came out, we were like, I worked
1: on that. A lot of us in the class were really excited and we would like we ran to get a copy to play it so we could hear our voices. That's me, that's me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: did you find yourself in the game? Yeah, I did a couple of times. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. I mean, speaking of VO, you got to kind of spoof your brother in Avatar. I mean, career highlight?
1: You know, that's one of those trivia things that if you're a true Avatar fan, Uh people know that I did spoof him, you know? Uh
0: Uh-huh. I may or may not be, Derek. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I might have a White Lotus tattoo. I don't know. Maybe. Just to say. (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome so uh
1: it it was so fun to be part of that universe you know going in and they they film in nickelodeon and you usually have the whole cast read it all together oh cool you know um so it was a lot of fun to do and to be part of that and i think i did maybe i know it's definitely one but maybe they cut it into two things but i just was like man i could come back and do this every week
0: yeah I bet, just from a brother standpoint, it's got to be fun to get in there and be like, you know, there's a little family history here. Just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna show up. You know, my little brother's doing a thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little thing too. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> you know, a little, little mischievous, got to be. Well,
1: you know, it's always fun to work together. He wasn't there that day that I worked. I don't even better recall. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> but they had me embellish him. They're like more, more.
0: I was like, all right, we'll do more right you know Dante like come on you're Zuko but not Zuko you're you're an actor's version of what people think Zuko is this it gets deep it gets very deep so then after Avatar was it around this time that you started DJing uh
1: yeah so you know growing up uh we were breakdancing and DJing and doing all that and I'm I I just remember doing the DJing and uh I have a Photobooth 2 was to like supplement my income as, as an artist because I was married and had a family and I had to do something,
0: you know? That'll do it, Yep. yeah. Had you DJ'd before or it was something that you're like, oh, I could totally do this?
1: Uh, you know, I was working some catering job, supplementing sure. it, and uh, the guy I was working for hired a DJ, and I go, how much you pay that guy? He goes, <laughs> I paid him $800. I was like, ooh, uh, I could do that for six. There you go. And he was like, are you good? And I was like, give me a shot. he gave me a shot. And I became his like corporate DJ guy. And then I got other gigs. And mind you, I'm not a a mixed DJ. I'm more of a corporate DJ. I do weddings. I do events. I'm the guy that says, ladies and gentlemen, the buffet is now open.
0: There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That counts. That counts. It's a specific skill.
1: Listen, though, having... Uh, A real DJ company has gotten me a couple of jobs. Like I went in uh, for a commercial audition and they had the cast director told me they already had their mindset on a guy, Mm -hmm. but I came in with a speaker, a microphone, and my, and my DJ equipment. And I go, what's the song you're playing? They go, Oh, we're playing walk this way. I go, okay, I got it. And they're like, they told me the scene and I totally just did everything. I was like, ladies and gentlemen, you know, grab your daughters. It's the father daughter dance. and, and, I did my whole spiel, and they were like, whoa. And then I, when I was done with the audition, I went and I handed them all my cart. I'm DJ Derek, look me up on the internet. I got the job, and then I got the job. Then they called me, and they said, hey, can you bring your DJ here? My man. And I was like, yeah, I could do that for an extra $1,000. They're like, yeah, <laughs> no
0: problem. <laughs> Get it. I love that. So, like, what goes into DJing? Do you have to, like, do you make your playlist beforehand? Or you've got stuff queued up? Like, break this down for me. Well,
1: you know, I've since retired from it. But you do, I usually do um, do everything beforehand. So, like, let's say you were getting married, Brian. I'd be like, okay, what year did you graduate high school?
0: Oh, smart. For me, 2009. Yeah. 2009. So then I would go to 2009.
1: And I would get the top 40 songs from 2009. Then I'd say, what's your spouse? When did they graduate? And you'd tell me. And then I'd go in and I'd get, you know, let's say it was 2012. I'd get all those songs from 2012. Then I'd say, okay, you know, do your parents have a favorite song? And I just kind of curated around that. And we just, it all happens through like, you know, going out for drinks. And like, and I had a questionnaire. And so then when we get to the event, I have everything preset you know?
0: Yeah. I already
1: know. I, I've talked to your best man and he's told me the secret song that you guys would like, you know, get drunk to and rage. and Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have it all preset. It's almost like learning your lines, you know? Yeah.
0: That's so smart because you're, you're catering the experience to the people that you're building this experience for as opposed to just like winging it. No, well, you got to remember, this is, I was telling them, you know, being an actor, I'd say, you know, this is, this is your movie. This is
1: your event. Yeah, and we gotta curate the soundtrack to it. Because if the soundtrack is off, it's gonna throw the whole day off. We want the whole day to run smoothly as if nothing happened, and you shouldn't even notice me there. You know, right? So it, it's the soundtrack to your life.
0: Yeah, I've never thought about it like that. I like that. How how important is it then? Because I've i got ADD, so I bounce all over the place uh, with my musical taste. From a DJ's perspective, how important is it to match the vibe of the previous song when you have the next song? Do you have, like, we're going up for a little bit, then we're going down, then we're going this way? Or is it, do you ping pong? Uh, I, I
1: like to do a rock block where I play, like, a couple of songs of the same genre, or even sometimes the same artist, you know? Uh-huh. And, then, and then you have to just read the crowd if you're losing them. And then you see, like, oh, there's a Latin couple over there and over here and then you might play some salsa songs you know and then you notice there's some uh um older people there you might play some big band, you know and then sometimes you play stuff and it, no one they all look at you like sure. <laughs> 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 oh no <laughs> then you just gotta find something else and you just make a quick transition you know
0: right that's good skill to have as an actor too working on your feet responding to the audience yeah it's a total
1: improv it's a total uh give and take and listening and receiving and the giving back, you know?
0: Yeah. And like other people that also like kind of make their own stuff along that vein, how'd you get involved with the guilt? Oh,
1: okay. So I, I had no idea what it was. It's another, like, I think I want to say with the backstage thing, I submitted myself on it. You know, I have... I have agents, I have managers, but I wanted work, you know, and not everything was coming.
0: I do the same thing.
1: So I was like, oh, what's this little thing? It's shooting. And I almost didn't make it to the audition because it was raining. And I was like, you know what? Let's just go. And I went and I and I went, I stopped by the local convenience store and I got this giant 64 ounce soda and I got glasses and I went into the room in character. I, I don't think I've ever done that before.
0: <laughs> and, I,
1: and I talked to them in character. I read the lines. I did everything, and then I left. And then I was walking down the hall. I was like, you know what? They might not work with me because they might really think that's who I am. Right. So that, <laughs> uh, you went so too I deep. Went back. Yeah, went so back? I, I went back, <laughs> and, and I said, "Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much uh, for letting me play this character. Uh, it was a lot of fun." And they all just went. Ooh, you kind of scared us. That was really great. My man, you didn't know if we could we could actually work with someone like that for that long of a time.
0: <laughs> you got him. I got him.
1: <laughs> sometimes the method works, and sometimes it doesn't.
0: Right, right. You just got, but you gotta try, and then make sure at the end you're like. Also, by the way, I'm not crazy. Yeah, that's incredible. I watched this video of you singing lyrics to the theme song, and you got to work with Victor Yared.
1: Yes, who was a previous guest of yours. I
0: I, I listened to his podcast. You did not. Yes, I did. Derek, get out of here. Well, come on.
1: I have to do my research (laughs) as well.
0: And you still said yes? You're a brave man. (laughs) (laughs) How great was that?
1: I love Victor. He's amazing. So uh, his wife and my wife uh, have been best friends since like the fifth grade. What? Yeah. So we see each other all the time. Yeah, our kids are are, are considered cousins. We they're, they we raised them together. So, dude, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I had I had a little in that makes sense. Okay, it's like why is why did Derek agree?
1: <laughs> well, if that was one of the reasons, and the and the name Jedi Brian
0: man. was a huge, uh, you know. What can I say? Yeah, <laughs> I might be safe here. <laughs> yeah. I I speaking of your daughter, I've seen me and the chef. It's great. (laughs) It's so good. But you just had to break my heart at the end, dude. What's up? Oh, so, uh,
1: you know, it's another one of those things that, like, what can we shoot? Who do we have? Oh, I got Dante. I got uh, this daughter. And then my younger daughter played her as a baby, you know.
0: Oh, cool. And
1: it it was like we were just starting to, like, get into that again of shooting and filming. And I was involving my kids and seeing if they wanted to do it. And and obviously they did because she went on to play Cassandra Cain in Birds of Prey. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> I think it's because of this. I'm I'm accrediting it. She got her beginnings at Me and the Chef and then turned into, you know, Birds of Prey whatever. But Me and the Chef, oh, that's where it's at. Oh,
1: man. I, I've had other fathers call me and say, you know, me and my daughter, we watch this all the time. We think it's so cute. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a little insight here. Here we go. You watched the movie Chef?
0: Yes. Fantastic. Jon Favreau.
1: Yes. Their opening sequence is just like ours.
0: Ooh. So,
1: so we were like, did they see our film at a film festival?
0: <laughs> I'm going to say yes. <laughs> you know, Inspiration comes from everywhere, Derek. Yeah, I
1: know. But I was like, they taste <laughs> <Yeah, I know.
0: laughs> They knew. I loved it. I thought it was great. I also was like, how did you get a kitchen? This is nuts. So,
1: uh, you know, I was catering. And I I put the word out and just kept asking people. And one of the catering ladies I knew had a friend who was opening up a restaurant and it wasn't open yet. Mm -hmm. And they let us go in there and shoot. What? Yeah, you just got to keep asking. I mean, and we also got the grocery store. We just made a bunch of calls. Right. And they let us come in. I want to say at like six in the morning when they were before they opened Uh and, and steal some shots, you know.
0: Dude, that's spirit. It's that it's that go get it spirit like we're going to make this happen. I know I got to do a lot more of that. That is so inspiring. You got it in you already. I've seen it. I uh, thank you for reminding me, you know. Yeah, I'm here for you, pal. <laughs> and then speaking of fun roles, I mean, you get these characters that are in these big movies and they just steal the show and Taz is for sure one of those. Oh, I Loved you in the first Purge.
1: We had so much fun shooting that movie.
0: How could you not?
1: It, it was in Buffalo. Um, We shot in the middle of the night a lot of times in in like a, a bad part of town that was like still occupied. So we'd be shooting these machine guns oh. and people would come down and they'd be like, my baby's sleeping. And oh, no. I, I don't know how they made this movie happen, you know, like <laughs> over there. And I guess they just paid them off and, you know. But there yeah. were so many shells on the ground that we would walk on.
0: Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> we got to use a shotgun. That's fun. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Is there any recoil to that at all? Because they're blank. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's,
1: there's, 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 there's still like quarter to half loads. Dude. Um, the Armory guys, they tell you what it is. And they, uh-huh. they show you. there's uh, The safety on that was really amazing you know and the stunt people were amazing and they had these walls that were just like you know 300 squids that they would shoot off and then they would shoot paint guns at you and oh shoot. yeah that's fun it was in the middle of the night so you're like taking a nap like okay we're gonna shoot now then you wake up
0: you just jump and jack <laughs> you know real quick slap yourself we got oh, we got this okay i'm up yeah exactly <laughs> That was one of those characters because I'd known your work prior, and I remember being in the movie theater, and then when I saw you like sitting in the lawn, you know, one of the three wise men, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's hey, I know this person." <laughs> it was a really, it was really cool. What a great role! Thank you. And then last year, well, now it's two years ago, because twenty twenty one, the fabulous Filipino brothers, also fantastic. I, for anyone that hasn't done it, shooting a feature is a really big deal. It's like a Herculean task. Like just finishing one, never mind it being good. Whose idea was this?
1: You're you're so right. Mounting any feature and shooting it is is like you're making miracles happen. Yeah, it's crazy because so many things happen, and you have to substitute this and that. And so the one thing though is that we were together again. Cool. And it was a passion project, and we shot it in our hometown of Pittsburgh. Love it. So all our aunts and uncles and people in our community. Came out and supported, and they were extras in the film. That Phil Am Center where the dancing
0: is—those
1: uh-huh. are actually all of our aunts and uncles and people who we grew up with. And that's the actual Phil Am Center where we grew up doing, you know, our Christmas shows or oh cool our, our karate lessons or our tap lessons. You know what I mean? Yeah. that was our like central meeting place. So there was a lot of history in that town.
0: It's like you literally grew up on what we see as sets. But for you, it's like your home. Yeah. That's so special.
1: So the set dressing wasn't wasn't uh, so hard to do. You yeah. Know what I
0: mean? <laughs> you just had to remember. You're like, oh, this. Was it Was it always going to be a feature? Whose idea was it?
1: Uh, Dante and Darian had been talking about it, that uh, they're going to do this movie with four vignettes, and each of us is going to get a vignette.
0: Cool. To
1: show that, you know, we're all leading men, and there's different types of us. Instead of all of us Hell, yeah. competing for the same role, So Dante and Darian did the first pass. Dion came in on it. And then my sister came in and wrote on it as well. And then Dante has been going back and forth to the Philippines for funding and doing movies there and here. And he pitched a bunch of movie ideas in the last. And they said, you have anything else? And he goes, yeah. I have this movie called The Fabulous Filipino Brothers. And they're like, well, what's that? And then just off the pitch, they bought it. And he came home. And then he and Darian wrote it in two weeks. What? Yeah. And then we had the money. And then it was like, Okay, we're really shooting this. And then we got our friends together because it wasn't a lot of money. It was Filipino money. Yeah. But it, was en- <laughs> it was enough money for us to shoot. It goes but farther than shoot. regular
0: money. <laughs> it stretches. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: it's not as much. In the Philippines, it stretches, but here right. it doesn't.
0: <laughs> oh, did you have to like rock, paper, scissors to see who directed it? Or Dante's like, no, I got this.
1: No, it was Dante's uh, directorial debut.
0: Yeah. Incredible.
1: You know, I'm off with the kids with their careers because each of my kids have careers too right so i was like i'll show up for shooting but i can't help you know produce or write it you know sure uh but they did an amazing job and those are my real parents in the film love it Uh, and we just had a party every day you know we would we would shoot all day you know 10 to 12 hours then my aunt would make a big meal we'd all go to her house we we'd eat we'd drink we'd sing and then about 10 o'clock at night we'd go and rehearse and the her- rehearsal was involved more food and drinks, and then shoot the next day. It was such a special time in our lives.
0: Yeah. How long was the shoot? Um, they did
1: uh, about a week in the Philippines for Dante's segment. Cool. And-, and then 10 days here in our hometown, you know, in Pittsburgh, California, in the Bay Area.
0: So, in like three weeks, you shot a feature. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that is so impressive. Like, I, I cannot overstate what that means. People that don't know, don't know. But that is huge. Wow.
1: Well, the other thing, too, is, you know, we've been working with each other our whole lives. So we've seen each other put up a body of work, and we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. So right. when they wrote it, they wrote to everyone's sweet spots. Sure. You know what I mean? So when we shot, it was, you know, maybe two, three takes, and then we had to move on. We had a lot to do. And then some days, like, the scene where I say we're jungle Asians. Uh-huh. That that scene, they go, You're shooting that scene today. I go, No, no, we're shooting that tomorrow. They go, No, there is complex and this and that. You have to shoot oh, it no. right now. <laughs> so, uh, okay, let's shoot it right now. Let me work on the lines. And that's where I had to really trust my brother. He kept saying, More, go bigger on it. I was like, bigger, you sure? You know, he's like, Yeah. So then uh, that's how we got to where we got to in the
0: film. Dude, that's also a testament to like the caliber of work that you guys are doing. To be able to do that, because not everybody can. And you pulled it out, and it it, it really worked. So I, I really enjoyed the movie.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm glad. It's really one of those special projects to us that we we love for people to see It's available on Hulu. If you it is. Hulu, you can watch it.
0: <laughs> it is. I highly recommend it. I did find out afterwards that the Fabulous Filipino Brothers, you guys are Generation 2? Because our names are after my
1: dad and his brothers. Remember I told you? Yeah. My my dad was derived, but in, in real life, they called him Deo.
0: And oh, he's Danny. the oldest.
1: Yeah. There's Danny Boy, there's Duke, and there's David. And my aunt was Doris, one of my aunts.
0: Yeah. So out of the original four, your dad was the top one. Yes. Did you have a talk at like was there a point when he's like, listen, from one oldest to the other, this is what we do? <laughs> <laughs> like, did you have that uh, a ceremony of passage to be like these are the responsibilities of the oldest? Uh, not
1: not so much as a talk, but it just kind of fell that way. My house is the the like central meeting place yeah where we have most of our parties and whatnot and people congregate but the stories in the movie are kind of interwoven like my dad's stories aren't necessarily his stories And my maybe danny boy portrayed those stories or, you sure. know what i mean yeah so they're makes it but like, they're all they're all crisscross so when uh we premiered it had a special screening in our hometown at that same place um some Friends and family members like I know that story, but that's not his story. That's his story, and I know that
0: story. You know, sure. It's like I was at that cockfight. How how did you ever lose the rooster? No, but Peter was on set, uh-huh. and they were very strict.
1: And they were like, "Chicken needs a break." And we're like, "What?" <laughs> so then we'd have to stop shooting, and they would go and um, and the guys that helped us. Um, one of them was my uncle, and they were really good about it. They they showed me how to hold it and how to um, – you have to really kind of, like, squeeze it, and it won't move, you know? Sure. And then when you wanted to act up, you have to, like, prick it kind of thing. And you you would do that with your finger, which wasn't fun because then he would scratch
0: me and peck it. You know? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the glamorous side of acting.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, when we shot the scene where I fought the chicken, Yeah. Uh, they said, we're just going to do it. I said, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and
0: then they would throw it at me and I would have to like react, you know? Sure. You're talking method. That's the way to do it. (laughs) They had a fake one and we're like, we're going to use this for certain things. And they didn't use it. Yeah, yeah, they didn't use it at all. Uh, Why would we do that? We have a real one right here. Just jump. Yeah. Well, you can say you fought a chicken. Not many people can say that.
1: No, not not many people can say that.
0: You know? And then, my God. So you all did amazing. I want to say that up front. But the woman that played your grandma, I mean, come on, a star.
1: Yeah, she was a friend's grandmother.
0: Oh, uh, we, we were
1: going around and, you know, there were times where she's like, I can't, I, I, I can't walk. So then we would have to actually help her. And then, you know, sometimes she would say her lines. I'd be like, Grandma, don't say them yet. You have to wait, counting count your head to 10. <laughs> and then she counted her head to 10. And then if you watch closely, sometimes you could see her counting. Yeah, I <laughs> you know, think she says it. But her just deadpan, just oh. you know, saying it was great.
0: It worked out perfect. She's just there after the the food scene, and she's oh. just in the corner. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> so you know that food scene was actually uh, stolen from Tom Jones. Oh. So Tom Jones, uh, my brother had did that scene in acting class where he had to do this food scene with that actress. So we're like, oh, this is easy. We'll cast her. We'll do this, and they. They just went to town. They had a great time. Yeah. We, had clear the, we had to clear the the shed of all the kids.
0: Yeah, <laughs> probably best. Yeah, like, we're about to do something to this pig that should not be witnessed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, it looked fun. That just the whole movie, everything about it, and then now knowing like how involved the family was and how like culturally uh, like ingrained it is, it's just, it's a beautiful piece of work. It really is. Thank you. Thank you. And then I know after that you went on to do mayor of kingstown i mean
1: do you speak spanish uh so i took spanish in high school okay and um i worked in restaurants for a long time and the way you had to speak in spanish to get your food from the cooks in the kitchen
0: oh uh, okay and
1: okay. um when i got the role i had to go into quarantine in canada for two weeks and i just immersed myself in uh duolingo and just practice spanish i still do duolingo same today uh i do it every day you know
0: yeah gotta get that streak i feel you yeah (laughs)
1: i'm I'm on i'm on i lost my initial streak now (gasps) i'm on 500 i'm on 500
0: though 500 dude i just hit 35 and i feel great you showed (laughs) up 500 (laughs) keep going i'm gonna i'm gonna you're now my accountability buddy this is a thing Uh, uh,
1: after this send me your um username whatever and i'll follow you that way when you hit like you know a a goal, I'll be like, Yeah, 50 days
0: I'll Yeah. yeah we'll get that, that high five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't know mayor of Kingstown was shot in Canada. That's cool. Season one was season one was in Toronto. Gotcha. Uh, and then
1: season two, we shot in Pittsburgh.
0: Ah, which one? <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> it was my first time in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the other Pittsburgh, you mean
1: the other Pittsburgh with the eight, <laughs> the big brother.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there is there a trick or like a process you go through to do like guest star or recurring roles? Because I can't imagine that it's easy to go onto a set where it's got to feel like it's somebody else's house for a little bit because you're going in for a time and then you're backing out. You know what I mean?
1: Recurring is far more easier. Yeah. You know, uh, because you go, hey, remember I was here before and they go, oh, yeah, you were. Yeah. But the audition process is all the same. You have to really look at the material and decide what it's for, you know. Sure. This was this was a cop show and I was like, just keep it simple, you know, um, have mm-hmm. my character did the Spanish. And it was during the pandemic. So I, I just filmed it at home. Sure. And they, they called, and they said we're interested, and then they worked it out and I went, you know, and I spent the whole summer
0: there in twenty twenty one. Dude. Yeah. What an experience. And he's Filipino. How cool is that? Who? Kino. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Derek. <laughs> no, I thought he said someone else. You said Kino. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I, I, I couldn't hear for a second, though. <laughs> no. I, well, I said he's Filipino. I made him Filipino. And um, my man, I was like, he's Filipino, speaks Spanish. And they're like, oh, that sounds good.
0: You know? Yeah. Get in there. So I don't think it was written as Filipino. You know, even better. So you showed up. Yeah. Dude, I love that. And on this scale, I mean, something like a Paramount Plus series where you get to bring your culture into, I mean, how cool is that?
1: It was fun. You know, the creators of it, um, Hugh and Taylor and everyone, everyone was very nice and they just let me do my thing. And But it's a different tone, you know, it's very small. Actually, right. Very,
0: very small. Sure. Very, uh, what is it? Subtle, reserved. Yes. Subtle. Those words. Subtle. Taylor Sheridan words. Yes. I love it. And they brought you back for your, you're in the second season. I mean, you did something right. Uh, like I said, Hugh, uh,
1: the creator and showrunner is also a, an actor mm-hmm. and he, you know, even when we went to go shoot season one, he goes, look, you don't have a lot of lines in this, but I'm going to keep throwing you bits and involving you. And when season two comes around, we're going to bring you back. And even when he brought me back on season two, he's like, oh, I'm so happy you're here. We're going to bring you back again for season three. Trust That's me. That's cool. So it's nice when, when they're they're very welcoming and they take care of you, you know. Yeah. It really
0: is. It's got to be. Especially, like I said, that scale, the kind of nerves where you're like, I got to get in here, I got to do this right, to have that, I don't know, just sort of human moment of like, hey, I see you, we're here, it's going to be all right. That's got to make a huge difference in the way you work.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and I got to say, is like, it's like like within the last five years, I really like have settled in, and that imposter syndrome has gone
0: away finally. Oh, cool. Okay, so it does go away.
1: Yeah, it goes away, and I feel <laughs> like I have, I do belong here. Hell yeah, I belong yeah. here, and I deserve. You know, I deserve to be here. So
0: yeah, you do. And then, I mean, I'm Jedi Brian, we can't. We can't not, dude. You're in Star Wars. I, I I had never dreamed of it.
1: You know, I I, I met Han Solo. Remember, and I told yeah. him I, I joined <laughs> you. And, and, you know so it was another pandemic thing you know like you're filming at home and you're reading the sides and and i'm trying to figure out what's this for and i'm like oh maybe this is for umbrella academy or this and that yeah and then i book it and they won't tell me what it is they call it joshua tree
0: Uh
1: uh-huh okay so then i go for the fitting and you're looking around you're like this is interesting and then they go do you know what you booked? And i go no they turn the board around and it's all star wars and they're like you're in the star Wars universe. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I was like, I was freaking out inside. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's cool.
0: (laughs) Best acting you've ever done was right there.
1: (laughs) And they go, this is the saloon. You're going to be the new saloon owner. That's the old saloon owner. And then they had like this other like aliens on there. And I'm like, do I have to wear prosthetics? And they go, oh no, you're humanoid. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Your face. Yeah, exactly. So then we tried on all the, the, the stuff, and I was like, I, I went, and called my wife. You're not supposed to tell anyone, but I had to tell her.
0: Of course, you of know course.
1: It's implied. And, uh, and, and, you know, we were going around for events at the time, too, for the side of the Filipino Brothers, and they're like, what are you working on? I was like, oh, man, I wish I could tell you guys. I
0: can- <laughs> <laughs> you know, those NDAs. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I go, but trust me, it's going to be something big. So then after I saw people afterwards, they're like, oh, that's what you were talking about. I was like, yeah.
0: Dude just it happened it's real that's a thing that happened in your life so
1: i show up to the set this is a really cool story yeah and, talk to me uh we're shooting and the camera crew is the same camera crew from birds of prey oh the second unit director and the stuntmen are all from birds of prey so i'm on set and they're all in the walkie-talkies you can hear cassandra Cain's dad's here cassandra kane's dad's here <laughs> why is cassandra Cain's dad here oh he's in front of the camera so the director Deborah Chow came up to she's like what's going on here why is everyone talking about you
0: yeah I
1: go I go oh because we all have just worked recently together because my daughter was on this DC movie and I explained it to her and then she said oh and then um it was just it was just really cool and you know the one thing too is you can't have your phone on set so right. I'm going around and I'm like Touching every droid I can. (laughs) uh, Molesting an R2 unit. You know, just try to commit it to memory. Get in there. Uh, (laughs) uh, I said, can I see your lightsaber? I'm playing with a lightsaber without the saber. And then I'm playing with one with the saber. Dude. Yes. Trying to fulfill all my childhood (laughs) fantasy dreams, you know. You have to. Yeah. Oh,
0: my God. How long was that shoot? So, for me, it was three days.
1: Okay. Um, We did... uh, two days with the main unit and then the third day with the second unit where a lot of the stunts were and the closeups of like my hands and sure. uh, my eyes and certain things. Um, but uh, it, it wasn't long enough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How quick was the turnaround from like the time you got the audition to the time you're shooting?
1: Um, I want to say a month, maybe a month or two. Okay. You know, you go for so many things, you kind of forget about it. And then when they call, they're interested. You're like, oh, which one was that? You know, but uh, and that that was so 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 much fun. That's all I can say.
0: I bet, and it it happened. Like for the rest of time, you are a part of the Star Wars universe. You own that saloon on Tatooine, Derek.
1: There are Filipinos in space. In yes, Star there Wars. is,
0: and they're, <laughs> and they're entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then I saw a couple days ago, it got announced that you got something coming up called Versus and you get to work with your son.
1: Yes. Yes. So I one of my missions is to help emerging um, film writers and uh, artists, especially if they're Filipino. And uh, this guy, he wrote is, it's it's a full length feature, but we're only shooting uh, a short version of it. And it's his story and his love for street fighter two and he had me at street fighter two yeah um and uh we're shooting it uh next month actually nice and uh the whole dynamic between the father and the son uh, we me and my son we both identified it with it uh and we're like oh we could play this you know yeah so we're, we're really excited to shoot that and and Dante came on as the executive producer for that as well, and the director, writer, director, editor Joel Sanchez. He's he's really talented.
0: It it helps when you have a project that like your heart's in it, you know. It just makes it work better, I think. It
1: does, but you know, we're also always shooting things. You know, like my daughter's just shot something, and my other daughter shot something.
0: So yeah.
1: if there's anyone out there, I'm saying like, you got a story, write it. Write what you know. And I we went and did this college conference in Chicago, and I told them I said, write it. Call
0: me if I'm available. Yeah. You know, let's let's make it happen. I love that. It's that that just that get it spirit. And like now's the time. No time's promise to get out there. Exactly. I love it. And just like that, Derek, we've been talking for an hour. You survived. I survived, Brian. Look at you. I wasn't sure if you'd make it, but you did. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a blast. Like, I knew I was going to like you a lot, but you exceeded all of my expectations.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. This was fun talking to you and and getting to remember all the things I've done.
0: Yeah, it's what I'm here for, pal. So before I release you back into the wild, I got to ask, where can people find you online? Where can they find your stuff? Talk to me.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm on Instagram at Derek underscore Bosco, B-A-S-C-O. I'm on Facebook, Derek Bosco. I'm on Twitter, Derek Bosco. Yeah, you can find me there.
0: Yeah, you're findable. And on the new season of Mayor of Kingstown. Yeah. You're everywhere. And... Hello friends! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Interesting Podcast. If you'd like to follow the show, it's at Pod of Interest on Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at JediBrian on all social media sites. You can also find me at BrianBalance.com. There you'll find my demos, short films, and a bunch of other really fun stuff. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and tell your friends. A good rating or review always helps and is greatly appreciated. Let the people know we've got some cool stuff going on over here. Speaking of cool stuff, we now have merch. Just search The Interesting Podcast on tpublic.com to pick you up some sweet gear. Also, I've made a Patreon, so if you'd like to support the show more directly and get early releases of the show, you now have that option over at patreon.com jedi brian. On that note, special thanks to Daryl, Daz, Ben, and Chris. Your support means so much to me, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So until next time, be well.